<laughs> He's an unlikable character. Okay, good. <laughs> Could, couldn't tell you a single thing about Friends. I have not watched a second of that show. They're really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Just never hit my radar. Huh. There's, I know I know too many people who are like a, like on a Friends hate train. I'm just like, hey, you know what? It's 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 not as bad as like like I if you no. can have your issues with it, but it's not like what you can say is like, oh, Friends sucks, but How I Met Your Mother is great, and I don't have an issue with either of those shows, but. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean if you're Come a fan, on, if, you, if you're a fan of like the stereotypical sitcom, I imagine Friends is like straight up your alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, there's I, no I, reason for it not to be. And then you go, oh yeah, and like you know, Big Bang Theory is S tier television. I'm like, you're look, you're allowed to have opinions, but wrong ones bro, too, bro. You know how I watch <laughs> The Sopranos? Or like fucking no, no. That's my dad with The Big Bang Theory. It's brutal. Wow. Really? Wow. It's br- My dad, yo. My dad's a cartoon guy. My man, look behind him. For- <laughs> <laughs> my dad is a straight up, like, cartoon character, dude. Like, he, if he likes something, died in the will. He'll, he'll just, like, repeat it. Like, <laughs> he's the only guy to spend, like, a week watching a TV show and be like, damn, that was good. And just spend the next week watching the same show again. Damn, that was he's, good. He's insane. I love him. He's a dad. Hey, man. He yeah, really man. is. My dad's retired, and he's just working on, like, side quests at this point in his life. <laughs> like, I went... I went... <laughs> I'm know, done with the main story. My guy said side quests. <laughs> I went downstairs so a few funny. nights ago, and... He's, uh, he's doing the... He has full access to the endgame content, but he's just cleaning up side quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get he's, as much XP as possible. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Critical Strike Podcast. This is episode 42. We are a week into the Western seasons. Myself, Enrique Demore, that's Michael Kelly, that's Tyler Escara. And what a week it was for a number of reasons, uh, which we will try to get into. All of them, there's a ton to talk about. Um, even though the LCS hasn't even played with the majority of his rosters yet, but we've seen guys get shots. There are still tor- storylines to talk about. There's, of course, EG and the youth movement, the young evil geniuses. The young uh, And the LEC. The Super Week mm. was an absolute banger. Um, tons to talk about. First, how we doing, boys? Oh, dude. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, now we're doing good. I mentioned it you off know? mic, but I have a candle going today, so the vibes in my room are immaculate. <laughs> Heck yeah. Love this, I, I have a full one. Oh, yeah, dude. On, so. This one is... Uh, it's 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 wintry. It's praline and birch. I probably shouldn't hold Ooh. fire in my hand like a maniac, <laughs> but what are you going to do? <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And you praline and birch? Oof. That's nice, dude. It's a nice little combo. Nice, nice. So I might get the bigger version. This was like $3 on sale at Yankee Candle. Shout out mm. Big Candle Corporate Business. It's not, it's not a hashtag ad, but shoot. <laughs> yeah. We're big, here, Yankee Candle. Yeah, big shout out to the multi-million dollar candle company. They deserve <laughs> it and they need it. <laughs> Yeah. Late stage capitalism aside, we're going to talk LEC and LCS. Um, we'll start with the LCS, just a little uh, higher up on our rundown, and we'll see if we can, uh, if, if, I, if I can do my job and keep these at a reasonable uh, <laughs> length here. Yeah, we had the late stage capitalism bowl in the LCS this weekend between Dignitas Quantum Pay and Immortals Progressive. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that looking at that. I hate that. Yeah, me too. It's so long. Oh, it's that's my, insane. Oh my I mean, like, how much money do you really need? Like, how much money would get you to ruin the name on the broadcast like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, Quantum Pay, it's like, and it's a shortened, weird form of Quantum. Like, I don't know. What's going it's, on it's here, the, man? It's the thanks for the memories version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. I would imagine that big name organizations uh, in esports probably would take a sizable amount of money to attach that to their brand. We're seeing it more and more across the league and across mm-hmm. esports in general. Even though TSM isn't allowed to use FTX in their name, which is hilarious. It's hilarious how they have the FTX gold advantage too, right there on TSM games. But I don't awkward, by the way. Yeah, no bag for Team Solo mid. Um, but yeah, uh, Group B has been decided uh, as far as like who, what teams are going on. I uh, think mathematically, they're locked mm-hmm. in. Uh, Immortals zero and three. They're at the bottom of Group B. Uh, EG, Team Liquid, Dignitas, CLG, uh, which is not how I expected that to go. Tough vibes for Immortals early on. Really got a. Old old CL or last year's CLG vibes, but let let's start on the positives. Um, okay, let's we'll go around the room. Uh, so I've got on the rundown. Who has impressed you so far? And you can't say JoJo Pian. <laughs> well, that's all for the this episode. <laughs> all right, well, thanks guys for watching. We're here on Pocket Guts. <laughs> uh, no, nah, honestly, um, we're gonna, we're gonna talk a lot about JoJo Pian. Yeah, we are gonna talk about JoJo Pian for sure. But I, I'm actually really. Uh, impressed with some of the players that aren't going to be playing in the summer i mean in the spring coming up the guys that are like kind of like filling in while visas and stuff are coming are, are, are still setting up for some of these teams like isles um and even yon and ayla i think that these guys have all kind of shown that they can actually like stand up to lcs level talent they've kind of even though the the situation around them is kind of uncertain, well, not uncertain. We know that they're not going to be playing in the main roster when the actual spring split begins in the LCS. But just to say, you know, <clears throat> that they've been able to get this like experience is really really important, especially because now they can kind of show themselves off at a, a level that they wouldn't have gotten on the academy scene. Who knows, dude? I mean, if the U.S. government and Core JJ don't reach an agreement in the next two weeks <laughs> for that green card. Mm. Mm. You could be seeing yeah. Ayla on the starting roster, but I, I mean, I'm with you. I think a lot of the guys who are showing up, because they're getting their only chance to play this season, so they might as right. well make the most of it. I was really impressed by Ayla in particular, um, now that I mention him. I mean, he came in there day one in the first game and acted like he belonged right alongside right. a lot of those vets on his team. And uh, yeah, I respect it. I mean, technically speaking, Ayla has like the... He leads the LCS and KDA right now among players in the lock-in tournament with a uh, score of 17.0 in the KDA Jeez. department. Um, I like Ayla a lot. I was very impressed by his mechanics, especially on Thresh. Uh, very well-played stuff from him. I liked watching him. And I think TL, even though they are currently behind EG in, uh, in Group B, I think if TL has their full roster. I don't know if it's a different story, but all I'm saying is that it's tough to judge that Evil Genius's Team Liquid game at face value because TL was without its starting support. I don't know. I think those two teams are still the best two teams in the LCS right now. Mm-hmm. 100 Thieves think- also in the conversation, probably. Of course. But, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I was, I was going to say, let's uh, <clears throat> yeah, let, let's talk about it. What what did we think of, uh, of Hundy Thieves? They dropped that game against a FlyQuest roster that was looking really really rough uh to start out they put up a fight against tsm but again that's tsm academy um yeah but they lost and then cloud nine i think punched a little bit above expectations with a hot shot young academy adc zven um <laughs> kid's gonna be good one day i think yeah he's got a, he's got a future um, in this esport i yeah. would say yeah and then and they took down 100 thieves and an 0-3 golden guardians team uh if we're talking the biggest disappointments for me is gg I, I was on that uh 
I was on that train, but happy for FlyQuest because uh, they, look, they, you know, they're balling on a budget here and they took some risks in the off season. Um, mm-hmm. And so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, again, it's super hard because it's hard to judge the these teams right now because GG running academy players, TSM's running academy players. Uh, C9 obviously is not running their full roster as well. They have Darshan and Sven and Isles. Uh, I would say right now the best bet obviously is 100 Thieves. FlyQuest punching above their weight. I would say that I, I don't know how to judge these guys. Like like in their losses, they look pretty bad. The fact that they lost against TSM, I was like, man, like that's a pretty bad loss. Mm-hmm. TSM Academy, uh, of course. Yeah, TSM Academy. And it's never ideal for an LCS team to lose to an Academy team. I don't care if you are the on-paper worst team in the LCS. You should beat an Academy team. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I mean... Um, and then they end up beating 100 Thieves. So it's just like, I don't know how to judge this right now. Maybe in the next weekend, we'll, we'll get a better grasp of it, obviously. I think that... Well, they're, the moment... done. they're done in the group stage, FlyQuest. They've played all four of their games. And oh, I mean, yes. I believe they're yes, the only team you are to right. have done so. Uh, looks like it, yes. Yes, yeah. they've played four. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see if they make it into the lock-in uh, bracket stage. They should with a 2-2 two and two record. I don't know. I'm yeah. Golden Guardians. I, oh, they yeah, won't. I, I, they will because Golden Guardians I, is out. Yes, they're locked in. They're locked in, yep. Yeah. yeah. I think it's only... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, GG they're are not out because their last game is against TSM. So they can gotcha. still tie it. So TSM yeah. can be knocked out of the lock-in bracket. Yes. Hilariously yep. yes. enough. So C9, 100 Thieves, FlyQuest, all locked in except for the, yeah, it's the last two mm-hmm. now. I don't know why so they just don't make a 10-team bracket. Like, I don't, yeah. What's the point of making two out of 10 teams on the outside? I guess if you have no stakes, mm-hmm. then who cares? But like... Because now most of these, yeah, the, the rest of these games, do they really matter too much except for maybe seeding? No, right? Because everything's locked in the rest of it. Yeah, there's no double round robin. Yeah, so it's literally just TSM and GG is the only one that really truly matters in terms of who makes it in or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that whole day is just okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, well. a bit odd the way they split it up, but either way, we're not here to talk about scheduling. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it's tough because, like, I think the reason even my hope was high for GGA, and I think you know this TSM will the, the TSM uh, game will tell me a lot is because GGA they are smurfing it in amateur. Um, mm. But again, it's like not even in Academy because Academy just started. But they have been memeing all over the amateur teams. And amateur teams have like a weirdly good amount of like ex-pro talent. Uh, like Insanity, I think is on Honey Thieves next. Um, mm. Which is wild. He was an LCS mid laner last year. Right? Yeah. Um, but... I don't yeah, know how I, I feel I, about that, by the way. Yeah, I think I, I think it's fine. I think... Um, I mean, I think, I think I feel the same way about it that like I feel about... The LFL, let's say, okay, in Europe, where there are just a finite number of spots, and if we're going to champion giving young players a chance, someone's going to get the boot, mm. right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you can't. It's not that you can't come back from that. Look at contracts, mm-hmm. right? Right. He worked his way back up, um, but and we're, we're going a little bit all over the place here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So many, so many conclusions to draw from uh, from from Lockin, but. Either way, uh, here's an interesting question that uh, I guess was Tyler put in the rundown. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. If Core JJ doesn't get his green card, do you run the Hansama Isla bot lane or uh, Yon. 
record with uh Jan. I don't know, man. Anyway. I was really impressed by Hans and Ayla. I would consider sitting core. I would, oh my god. It's such a tough decision, but I would consider it. It's like... I don't, I don't know. Core is such an important part of that team's identity. Like, he is the one... Like, he he's like the part of TL that has, like, remained consistent next to, obviously, Santorin. He is one of the smartest minds of the game. One of the best players in the league. I don't know. It just feels sacrilegious to put Core on the bench. Here's, here's at the same time, it's Hans. So yeah, here's my question: Literally brought him mm. over. You here's, moved here's, him over here. Here's the here's mm. the uh, the crux. Do you think Han Sama makes Ayla a better player, or do you think Core JJ makes Yon a better player? That's how you decide. Who mm. who brings out the best and who? Yeah, I mean, gun to my head, I feel like it'd be the latter. What was, the, what was the letter again? Core JJ, uh, Yon. And Yon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That being said, I feel like there is an argument. If, if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm Steve, I'm making the calls for, you know, for TL. And it, and it depends, you know. Like, I, I still think that this team, no matter who they run, will get into playoffs and hopefully by then, right? Something mm-hmm. will be figured out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Core JJ Han could just slap right back in. But I feel like it might be best for the long-term health of the org and of the players and the happiness of the players to bench core only because he seems like the kind of guy that would like take it fine. He wouldn't be like in a tizzy about it. Right. I'm not saying Hans would, but like you literally brought him over this off season. You made him move to, to put him continent. in the Academy. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, Hey, I get you. Yeah. So I think just because of that and like, look, core JJ, he's, he's very invested in, you know, in, in the youth. Uh, and I think he would, you know, not like relish a chance to play an academy, but I, th- I feel like he'd be fine with it. And like, mm. you know, academy teams will scrim against, you know, main rosters and stuff all the time. So like the practice will still be really good. And I think then you slot, you slot him in later. I feel like core will roll with the punches. And again, it's not saying that Han Sama wouldn't. It just feels like maybe the safer bet. Dude, Liquid Academy is terrifying. You kidding me? <laughs> Bro, they, they had Bjergsen in mid lane. <laughs> Because yeah, they don't have their academy mid laner. Imagine being an academy mid laner. Who are you facing off against in the mid lane? Bjergsen? Yeah. On the one hand, it's, on the one hand, it's like, wow, that sucks. Imagine, like, you know, going up against the best player from your region in the history of your region on day one. But also, like, <laughs> the other hand, it's like, hey, that's good practice. If I'm an academy mid laner, I'm... Is it? If, if you get... Yes. Unless you actually, like, really compete, if you're getting stomped, I don't know how much you're learning. No, there is, you know no, there is no better way to learn than playing up, in my opinion. Like... Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I feel well, it cause, depends. Because I, I don't think you're getting absolutely, like... Giga stomped and and look, let the record show in that series they do best of twos. Yeah, they went one one. Yeah, first mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. he lost to Soligo. Yeah, let's yeah. not pretend like Soligo is some up and comer. Dude's been around the LCS for like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a bit short. Four years. 2018, 2019. Oh, but he's been around. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, and then yeah. and then Bjergsen in game two went oh one and twelve into Soligo Seraphine mid. So yeah. and Bjergsen, what, did, what did Bjergsen play there? Zillion, okay. dude. <laughs> He's, so oh, he's not he's messing around form. in the academy scene. You wow, this guy brought out a game five world championship deciding <laughs> champ, like like champ, in the first day of academy. He played a zillion in the academy. Damn, what's going on here, dude? You okay? All right. My man wants to win. You mad or something, man? My goodness, I don't know. I I think that it'll if he doesn't get his green card, the best thing that you can do is just eye test it, running. Like you said, I would run with Hans on the main roster first. But if it's just eye test, 
Mm-hmm. If you see that the performance is dropping, then you have another option. Um, I think that in the long run, I think that Core JJ's effect on not just his bottom lane partner, but also the rest of the game and the rest of the team might outweigh more than having Hans just because I think that Core's effect on a team environment and on the like like the play style of the team and, and, and just the confidence, especially in the mid to late game decision making, yeah. is going to be a huge effect. Also, um, there's no shame in running a six-man roster, like temporarily speaking. Like you yeah, can keep... Yeah. Ayla and uh, and you know, I guess it'd be a seven man roster at that point, but mm-hmm. I mean you, we've seen it overseas. We've seen like League of Legends teams embrace depth, especially recently. Yeah, I mean, look, but look, will the will the players accept the depth though? Boohoo if they don't. Like it's an organ- well, no, it's uh, no, you can't let the players run your roster. I know that, but it will affect their their mental and their way that they perform ultimately. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like if they're disgruntled, they're not going to play at their best. End of the day, if you think a roster decision is going to give you a better chance to win, you make that roster decision. Also, yeah. I, I I do feel like like I, I think if players are disgruntled at this, a situation pretty much out of their control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then I think you got another thing coming. Okay, but but you can't blame someone for being like, it's not like like they, they, it's not that they're mad at the organization, but just mad at the situation. Oh, 100 percent. You can be that's that, fair, and yeah. that can still that can still affect their mental and affect their because it's like, for example, like if they bench Hans and they they they, they keep core, right? Mm-hmm. Hans, even though he's like, okay, I, I understand the situation. This is all like speculative, right? I don't know how he thinks, but like if I were Hans. I would be like, I understand completely because it's out of your control. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, I'm, I went all the way here to play academy. Yeah, it sucks. I'd be pissed personally. <laughs> yeah, like I would yeah. be pissed, and then you like it, it, that could affect your your play, right? Like, um, core, like you said, is a safer option because he's been here for a long time. He understands the situation more. He he's a supportive of the growth of the scene. But as, even still, right, you have this superstar team that was built, and you were one of two players from last year that was kept, mm-hmm. and then you end up off the team. And you don't even play with that new roster. Well, temporarily, I mean. Temporarily, I know, but even like that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 it's. I'm not gonna be mad at a player if they they feel frustrated because of the situation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's only you know. normal to feel frustrated. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because it, I mean, like it's gonna sound cheesy and like, remember the Titans ish, but like, <laughs> if mm. you want to win, if you have the winning drive, you're gonna want to play with your best players, and you know at the end of the day. You know, let's stop kidding yourself. Core JJ is probably the best player, if not on that team. Like, mm. so it, with him not yeah. being available to play, of course, as a teammate, you're going to be frustrated because he's your trump card. You're going to want him in the mix. Yes. Yes. Because he gives you the edge. And that's why you'd be frustrated. Or just mm-hmm. another reason why. I don't know. I don't play the Legends profession, but if I did, that would upset me. <laughs> Speaking of things that weren't frustrating, Jojo Pyun. Made his long-awaited debut. Let's go, baby! Man, look, to me, this isn't even about Jojo Pyun, but more the roster as a whole. Evil Geniuses impressed the heck out of me. This is a roster with some turnover. They replaced three out of five, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yes, they brought in, you know, they brought in very good players, right? Vulcan's one of the best supports in the LCS at his peak, inspired as the LEC MVP, but that's still reintegration. And Jojo Pyun is not Jazuke. Right, Jazuke mm-hmm. was unbelievable for that team in the summer. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. his moments, but Jazuke, I think he was like second team All Pro. I think he was. Jazuke did not I'm, mess around. I'm not kidding. I think he was first team All Pro. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable. 
right last and, year yeah 2021 summer i don't all right while well, they google i don't think so yeah he was it was he oh wow he mm -hmm. was nice fudge speaker jazuke fbi core jj imagine oh. that going from first team all pro to out of a job completely in like a span of a month tragic where do um, what's going mm -hmm. on how do, i mean mm -hmm. yeah Add, i don't know add I think jazuke that, to the yeah. list of players that that, that that don't have a team yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah <sighs> I, I, I was extremely impressed by how like how together that roster looked yeah and how like I was, I was, I mean, I, I, everybody, right? Impact continues to prove that he's still got, he continues to show versatility. Inspired was all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so was Vulcan. Mm -hmm. That duo was insane. They, they were everywhere. That's they a scary, that's scary. Point. They yeah. are so scary. Vulcan and Vulcan was player of the week mm -hmm. for me. And for a lot of people I saw that, that, yeah. that like they agreed. Mm -hmm. Vulcan was disgusting. But not only that, but inspired playing like he has been here and with this roster for that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this team... I mean, we talked about this before the season started. Yeah. That this team could win the, the LCS. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, if they're clicking like this now, like, hey, yo. Granted, I get it. They're playing against lesser versions of their competition, right? Like, uh, in, in, especially in their group, right? The, the, the yeah. Team Liquid still sh shuffling around their rosters and things like that, but my goodness. They are looking so efficient... Jojo Pion and Danny are continuing to kind of like, well, Jojo Pion is, has impressed and Danny's continuing to impress. The kid plays like a vet. He's, he plays with so much confidence and, and only 18 years old. Jojo Pion's only 17. Sky's the limit. And inspired. Um, inspired is 19. Crazy. Hello? Like what's going on here? They got three players under the age of 20. Mm hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, Evil yeah, Genius has only played against three of the other nine teams in the league. That being said, they did play against mostly full-strength rosters this past weekend. I mean, mm. CLG and uh, Immortals Mortals. were at full strength, and then TL was at four-fifths. And it was a very yeah. close yeah. game that was incredibly competitive. So, like, I don't know. So far, EG passes the eye test and winning the whole thing. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, they might win lock-in. They, they could win the lock-in, especially yeah. if um, 100 Right, right Thieves, now, they're my favorite to win lock-in. Like, 100 Thieves is probably the most closely competitive yeah. pick that we could think of. Unless, maybe I'm sleeping on Cloud9, but they look good as well. Who knows? As if lock-in really matters in Ayo. the grand scheme of things. Like, there it is. It, it's, it's a good, like... I don't know. It's an hors d'oeuvre to it's the a, true meal coming up next month. A solid indicator of how good a team... Because Team Liquid won lock-in last year and then mm. went back-to-back runners-up, you know. So, obviously, if you win lock-in, you're in the good team conversation. Um, yeah. Who knows? I think EG right now is my favorite to win lock-in after what I saw this past weekend. This team is really, really good. They're rocking. And I think... They are rocking. I think if you let them like develop as a core, like if you keep this team together, like for two years, mm. they can do some really scary things on the international stage as well. You said that if the, if there was an NA team to win in the next how many years, it'd be them, right? Two. I think if, if two next two years. I think if Evil Geniuses stays together, like and develops, not unlike many Eastern teams we've seen stay together, like they can genuinely. 
challenge for a, t- a world t- a world championship in two years. Yeah, I think so. Like they can either do that or just like beat crack the top five, top three teams in the world. There's mm. just the ceiling is so high. I'm saying this completely based off of ceiling. I know it's only been three games and the raw results don't really match what is on paper, but like if they match up the X's to the O's, then sure, why not? They have the proven pieces in addition to the potentially proven pieces. I like this. Team I mean, when when is the last time we've seen a lineup like this where the potential is also really high next to the seatling? Like like they're 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 they have potential and safety because I, that, this is what I talked about a while ago is that EG built their roster almost perfectly where they have two players who have huge ceilings mm-hmm. like young and they're they're willing to pl- like they're really aggressive and and you have a really good yeah they have a really good coaching staff behind them uh one of the best development systems and then they also have three of the most like secure like talented experienced players in the league yeah with impact inspired who like you said just won an LEC MVP and Vulcan who is the, one of the best if not the best resident one of the best resident NA players in North America. Mm-hmm. So like they 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 built it perfectly. They built it perfectly. And like I said yeah, like I think that giving these guys the atmosphere and the environment to grow, like this is a this is a winning a winning like um winning culture, right? Uh they they've got just straight winners around across the board from players to staff that know how to build young players into stars. And I think that we're looking at. I'm, I think I think that these guys are surefire, like mainstays in this league, for sure. Some Mad Lions vibes. Mm. I'm gonna make a even more dastardly comparison because I dastardly. Do, I do get the Mad Lions comparison, especially since Peter Dunn coached both of these teams. Well, not anymore. Peter Dunn has been elevated to like president of League of Legends, head head of league. Yeah, for the lads. Which yes, respect. Peter Dunn is one of them. Very deserved, by the way. Shout out and shout out Brazil's very own Turtle taking a head coaching job. Nice. Yeah, EG's EG's coaching staff and farm system. A Brazilian and a Portuguese coasting. coasting Let's go, baby. Top two teams. Nice, dude. (laughs) Dude, EG's coaching staff is wild. Their farm system is like unrivaled. I don't know how you can compare to this organization right now if you're looking at in terms of developing talent. These guys are the gold standard. Hundred Thieves? I think it's hundred. I think it's hundred Thieves. Hundred Thieves is up there. Mm. I wouldn't say. I think that it's like they're they're up there because they've built some talent. Yeah, too, I, I would agree. And, they'll, and, they'll be they'll be the future. Of the I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think EG to like make a quick one-off comparison and uh, here we go. Don't get mad. This team. I'm gonna get mad. This team reminds me a lot of. Uh, a young Damwon Gaming. I'm I'm mm-hmm. being genuinely serious when I say that this team, like, they they're not the big dogs in their domestic league just yet, but they have the pieces of potential that that can really stack up to them. I don't know, man. If they can if they can win domestically, because what what is stopping you from winning internationally if you win domestically? Truly. Damn one gaming. I mean, yeah, but like, Damn one gaming. I, I get it. EDG, but like Gen G, 
T1. That was a really stupid question on my end. Let me, let me, go, ahead and, let me go ahead and rephrase this. I'm going to go ahead. The largest country in the world. I'm gonna let, me, go, let me know if you need me to edit that out. I'm going to go ahead and rephrase it. Yeah. The only thing, because like when you look at international competition, you're pretty much on this. Like, we have this like made-up bias in our head where, like, oh, man, these Eastern teams, we got to give them the edge just because they're from the East. But at the end of the day, I mean, like... Cloud9 mm. shit stomped FPX. Like mm. anything can happen yep. at Worlds, and I think if you have the right pieces moving for you, there's no there's no reason to say like it can't be done. Mm. I don't know. I, I I do think, and we'll we'll kind of move on after this unless Tyler has like a burning point. I do think that experience will matter, right? If EG mm-hmm. now they could take the Fudge track, and you know Fudge was relatively inexperienced, but again he had been to Worlds before. MSI was a period of huge growth for him. I think if EG wins Spring and then make Worlds. That'll be a huge boon under their belt. Inspired has been to Worlds twice. That'd be crazy if EG and makes he, MSI and off the list. He, he inspired what? It, 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 I don't know if he just turned nineteen, and I said I wasn't going to do this, but oh no, no, he's he's turning twenty in four days. There we go. Nice. Okay. But happy birthday. Yeah, happy early birthday, inspired. Um, by the way, no, I think I think EG and Honey Thieves will be the future, you know, of the LCS. <sighs> mm-hmm. Whereas yes. I think like you know the big money orgs are kind of to extend the LAC comparison. I think. EG and Hunter Thieves are going to be sort of your Mad Lions and your Rogue. And mm. then your TL Passing the guards. Nines. Let's go. Mm-hmm. The, Down you know, for Legacy, it. Legacy, Old Kings, etc. Oh. Uh, they're going to be your... It's about, like, God da- it's about goddamn time. Yeah. We saw that, man. They're going to be your it's fanatics. It's about and time, bro. They're <sighs> around their wallet and their brand name. May and still achieve really good results. We mm. haven't seen TSM's team at all. Like, forget their... I am so curious. Forget their important mm-hmm. players. But like, I'm, I'm intrigued by TSM just because I know so I, little I know so little about them you're right yeah all right uh biggest disappointment we'll spend a little bit of time on it uh and then move the on next to 2021 CLG yeah or the way it was put in the rundown the next 2021 <laughs> CLG I mean the glaringly obvious choice right now is Immortals um but mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's funny because I I mean it, it's tough right like I I'll give my two cents on a pitch to you guys on the on the free agency show Tim Sevenhusen said, "It's not that I have an issue with like the strength of this roster. He had an issue. Of, he had an issue with it from like an organizational standpoint, where it's like you're not going to make worlds. There, he, he takes like a very like you know for any NBA fans out there, right? This very polarizing like it's championship or you're tanking, right? You're either building up or you're building down. Don't accept mediocrity. And he essentially criticized hundred or uh, immortals rather for doing that, mm-hmm. right? By taking a lot of very good players and just being like, you know what." Sixth, right? Because like, and, and look, and look, they might yes. be under an illusion that they make worlds, and and look, they might, sure, but that would count on a lot of things going right and a lot of other things going wrong, mm. right? I, yeah. He likes that there are like the buyers and the sellers, sort of, right? The big money teams and like the and, and like he's he's like put yourself into one of those to like garner support from fan. Like Immortals have this big thing where you know they're like, oh, we're gonna go to the you know to the Midwest and 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 develop talent there. And look, all respect as as a born and bred Midwesterner, but. Like, it just feels weird then that you're like, I don't know. I mean, like, they, they did say they're going to, like, build around revenge and stuff, but, like, the early returns are not great. I don't know. It, Immortals, to me, they just made moves that didn't, like, they. it just doesn't move, like, the needle isn't moving. And if you look at their academy team, um, I mean, there's not really many names here that kind of, like, inspire real kind of like oh I, I i can hope in this player or i can hope in this roster they have arrow on their academy team 
you know that? Yep. The like, arrow. Like the arrow. Former like, LCS MVP arrow. Yes. I don't know. I'll, and, I'll always keep the faith in PoE. I don't know, man. I mean, PoE to me just feels like a player who requires a better name above him. He seems like he seems like the the the, the Robin to someone's Batman. Um, who was who was his Batman? And I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you because I think on last year's TSM that was true. Who was his Batman on 2020 FlyQuest? Uh, like a bigger name? Was it? That's what, that, that, that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, well, okay, maybe not a bigger name, but make like he needs but somebody like because like, he had Santorin. He needs, he needs someone to split the load with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he does have a one-dimensional, safe but one-dimensional playstyle. That's why he's good at his playstyle. Team style. was so good. That 2020 FlyQuest team. Insane. Back-to-back finals? Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah. I we mean, don't talk about that at all. Yeah, they were really good, dude. And they, they went, like, what, 3-3 three and three in that Worlds group? I, like, a really tough top esports DRX Worlds group? Mm-hmm. I'll pose the question again. Where were you when Wild Turtle <laughs> took Jackie Love to school <laughs> at the 2020 League of Legends World Championship? Yeah. 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 Yeah, man, that team was really good. And I think that's why it worked so well back then, because they just split the load so evenly between PoE, Turtle, Santorin, Ignar. Mm -hmm. And I guess Solo had his moments of brilliance as well. But, yeah. I don't know. Teams like that just just, don't seem to exist anymore. Like, teams, they're just so weird to say only two years after the fact. But, like, there aren't many teams in League of Legends right now where, like, all five players can split the load. Every team has at least one superstar who you're going to look to every single game. Mm. Like who? Like who's the X factor on Immortals? Poe. It's Poe by default, but but he's not an X factor player though. Unfortunately, like he's not the he's not like a a caps who will be like I'm just gonna do everything. Like screw it. Like every ro- like every roster that will break top five and challenge a world spot mm-hmm. to me has an X factor player. Like one of these as the FBI and Abadaga and even closer. Cloud Nine obviously has Blabber Fudge, um, and even maybe Summit. Right, like Team Liquid yeah. has a bunch of X factors. Yeah. TSM to me has Spica, Huni. These guys can raise it, raise their level to a point where like yeah. they can carry. But Immortals just doesn't have that. They just have. To me, it's weird. It's like they kind of have five role players. They don't have a Greg Jennings, dude. They need someone <laughs> to put... They got to have a <laughs> Nobody's wow. putting the team on their back, dude. No one's... Wow. You got to put the team on my back, dude. I have to put the sound bite for that. That That is a great video, this by the way. This man running with a broken leg. <laughs> broken leg. Holding his, holding his shit together, though. <laughs> broken leg. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like Immortals is just, I think that in a similar vein, and I love, I like that we're jaded now towards the whole, oh, they have a bunch of really known, experienced talent. They can probably sneak in and get a fifth. Like, no, I'm not going to like believe Because yeah, like if you look at their roster, right? Like PoE, Xerxes, like Destiny, Wild Turtle. Like they're like, wow, on paper, these guys look like a fifth, sixth place team. Oh yeah, but, that's absolutely where they are. Exactly, on paper. But mm. that's exactly what we said about CLG. Mm. You know, and I think that in this day and age, you can't make sideways movement anymore. You can't make sideways movement. No I think shot. that like you you will just falter to the wayside if you try to just if you just make these so so moves that are not like what Tim said. It's not you're not preparing for the future because but you're not competing now. So now you're just stuck in limbo doing nothing. You have nothing to look forward to and nothing really to look forward now, unless something incredible happens this year. In that case, fair. Yeah. Right. It sucks because a part of me hopes that they prove us wrong 
Yeah. Because like I because I like all these players and they mm-hmm. are all mm-hmm. very good players. Yeah. But the more cold calculated analytical part of yeah, me yeah. exactly is like I hope it says that I hope that this, you know, crashes and burns because then you have back to back examples of guys of teams doing the same thing. You know, and, and in, in poor Turtle's case, with the same dude. With the same mm-hmm. dude. Right? And saying, you know what? Actually, aye, aye, aye. this doesn't work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but on the other hand, I don't know. I, I don't know. And then, then there's a part of me that says, is it really good that the league is definitively split into haves and have nots? Is that a good thing? <sighs> I think in such a small league, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when you only have 10 teams to go around with, the talent pool is going to be kind of constricted. There's only 50 players in the league, and less than half of them are those X-Factor guys. Less than 20% of them are those yeah. X-Factor guys. And some, some teams have more than one X-Factor, a yeah. Team Liquid. The rich get richer over there in Team Liquid. Yeah, yeah. and it's such as with no salary caps, and like, you know, in, in a traditional mm-hmm. American sports league, right, you have a salary cap, you have a draft, and that's how the cycles, you know, that, that's how the, to, to quote a, a very intelligent dog, that is how the cycle of life and death continues, right? Oh, yeah. Some will but live. Some will not. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Yeah. I, uh, oh. It's the worst place. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it's the, they're, they're in the worst spot that you can be for any organization is in the middle. I think yep. that right here, you should either decide now, am I going to spend money and try to be a, like a, a championship contender, or will I try to invest in young talent so that I can be a championship contender in the future. I kind of with that idea, dude. We got to stop. We got to get rid of the idea of a retooling year in esports. Everyone's mm. looking to win now. Like, you're either developing talent or you're winning. That's it. I you can't have... It's so hard to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to uh, Nade Shot who said this in a press conference. Like, he said, everybody wants you to win, but everyone also wants you to develop and, 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 and put effort into developing the young North American talent. It's hard to balance this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's and, so and, hard. and franchising did make that better mm-hmm. because teams were so scared of relegation. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, franchising did its job, right? You don't really care if you're trash, but like if you have teams, to, if you have things to build around, if you have, you know, actually did it, on. did it though? I feel like it did. Uh, like recently it has. Like recently, yeah. we've seen more teams invest into amateur and invest in young players. But mm-hmm. when it first started, and in the first few seasons, we still saw teams signing the same players and just doing nothing. And when because did, when did franchising come to the LCS? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think it took it took a little bit. It took yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now, and there were just teams. Now. There were teams who had to build rosters from the ground up, like uh-huh. new teams like Optic and Golden mm-hmm. Guardians. Who, by the way, Golden Guardians have been in that developing talent phase for the last five years. I hope it, I hope this is the year. But who... to to be fair, mm. Hundred Thieves doesn't have their roster if not for GG. I mean, I guess you're True. right. I guess you're right. True. But what does it say? What does it say about the organization when you're not looking to hold on to the most well developed piece of like the well developed? Um, it's like you have. No, I mean I agree. But, but they just lost the is Warriors' it? money, man. I guess. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. They couldn't pay. And, and you know who's going to give them probably way too much money? You know who you, you could actually shaft for way more money? 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves, who, mm-hmm. by the way, are owned by the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have shafted mm-hmm. the Warriors in the past. Hilarious. Mr. Yeah. Dan Gilbert. Hilarious, dude. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, yeah, this, is, this is another Critical Strike basketball podcast. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tune in for our 19-minute intro where we discuss <laughs> the state of the NBA. Uh, and one Miss, Mr. Benthony Simmons. Mm-hmm. Benthony Simmons. No, there's no way his name is Benthony. You're kidding, right? No, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. If it was Benthony, he'd be roasted for the rest of his life. Like, come on, man. You don't know how to shoot and, and your name is Benthony? You know what? I would have taken Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris for my entire future, but then I found out his name was Benthony. I, oh, for, my for God. For socials, I can't have that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no. That's it's, for the it's brand. Just... Oh, my man. God. All right. Uh, All right. Panic for the brand. Vitality. Um, mm. We overreacting? Are we... <sighs> Is, is it because G2 crashed and burned that this feels way worse? Uh, or fam- familiar? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Man. This is, you know, five completely new... Well, I mean, I guess technically self-made Lebrov. Yeah, they played together. Overs, but... Uh, I don't know. I does, think that does this feel like does, does this feel like the opposite problem of Immortals where, like, you have no superstar players, whereas here you have five X-Factors? I think that first off, the amount of hype and expectation set upon them during the like the season set their expectation like so high that they can't possibly manage to meet it. Like vitality, people need to understand that teams always, no matter who you are, whether you are a like a team like like Evil Geniuses where you have young players coming in, or you're a superstar like laden team, you gotta learn to walk before you run, no matter what. Very rarely do you see super teams instantly click like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, like they need to like grow into each other. And again, you have a lot of very vocal players, very headstrong players that will need time to learn to play together. Um, I I I wouldn't raise the alarm, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end like fourth or fifth. By the end of this, they're going to make playoffs because it's just, I think that if you look at the LEC and and the the teams right now that are in that, I I just can't justify putting them under some of these teams by the end of the season. It's hard. It's hard for me to do so. Like, I don't think they're going to be worse than, you know, Misfits and XL and SK. You know, even, even G2, it was a pretty epic collapse, but they did make playoffs. They yeah, did, exactly. They did take exactly. They did take Fnatic to five games. Let's not forget. Yeah, as hilarious as the G two debacle was last year, they were still one game away from making Worlds. And if a team with that mm-hmm. much veteran experience makes an international tournament, the storyline could be immensely different. True. Yeah, it's like it's weird because G two for a while has had like like the, for a while like ever since I can't remember which Worlds it was where they were saying that like ever since like Worlds twenty. I can't remember which world that they started talking about this where it's like we've had arguments or not arguments but just disagreements on how to play the game but they were still able to be a playoff team even with all of those problems yeah and you know what's good about Vitality is that they're a new roster they can still kind of figure it out whereas G2 was like the same players for a crap ton of time like sometimes that's just there's there's a time yeah I just got to realize okay maybe we just pack this up whereas this it's fresh so everyone's kind of more hopefully a little bit more willing to kind of co- like cooperate and try to build something because this is fresh this is new you don't want to like sink the ship before I left the port 
So there, it's there, just you can't rock the apple cart because there was no apple cart with <laughs> apples rolling along just fine before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are um, rocking the idioms right now. Keep it yeah, going. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't. I'm not raising the alarm yet. O three, whatever. Long season. You got a lot of time. Long Cars season, but still... not really. You're almost a fifth of the way through the spring split. Mm. You only get 18 games to play with, and three are already off the table. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, it's still not the end of the world, is what I'm saying for Vitality fans. If you're wondering, should we be raising the red flag? No, I don't think so. Next week's going to be a big tell because they're facing off against two teams. Have One's on either side of the spectrum. You need to, you need to go. If they want to instill confidence in their fans, go 2-0, right? Um, because that'll set the bound. That'll kind of set the expectations because they'll beat BDS, who uh, went one and two, so not that great. Just like and they you're also going to be XL, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If they do struggle again, then maybe it's like. All I'm saying is, bro, maybe... vitality on pace, 0 and 18. <laughs> I don't know. The math does not yeah, lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fnatic is en route to matching their <laughs> perfect yeah, their 20, perfect season. 2015 is knocking. Uh. <laughs> history is at the door. Do you uh. think that um, there's a part of me that the vitality apologist in me says in a vacuum, and we can't take things in a vacuum because that's not how it works. That's like saying like, oh, if we didn't, you know, if we didn't throw this fight, then we would have won. It's like, yeah, but you did. Mm-hmm. Right. But losing to Mad Lions and Fnatic in a vacuum, not a bad thing. Right. Right. If these losses come in week five and then week seven, that's fine. Then it's a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Because you've had more time to, you know. Gel. Whatever. But like, yeah, yeah I'm saying like, yeah. And, and then even Excel, and this is a take that's going to go back to bite me in the ass. I don't Here think, I, I, I do think Excel will make playoffs. I think they'll sneak in. Um, But they did go one and two. Right, but all, all three of their games were competitive. Mm-hmm. Even that, and all three, and even like Vitality's game against XL. Look, if you're counting on, oh, the goal state was even at like thirty some minutes against XL, and then we just, you know, we lost a dragon fight. That's not a sustainable formula for success. Mm-hmm. Let's not get it twisted. But I do think that you, you lost to right now the two best teams in the LEC, and then, you know, I don't think XL are as bad as people think they are. Um, I think Finn will figure it out. I think Marcuna Vienne will continue to improve. I think Patrick is as solid as ever. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not raising the alarm bell just yet, but it is kind of funny. I mean <laughs> after all of that. Here's here's all what's of that, like yeah. really sad about it is if you're a like title contender like Vitality, you only get so many shots to go up against the guys who you're directly competing with. That's a good point. Like mm, that's a really good point. Let's say head to head's already hosed. Let's say like Vitality and Fnatic have to play again down the stretch, which they will, and it's neck and neck. This week one loss that Vitality earned and Fnatic snagged, it's it's going to go in the favor of Fnatic at some point because even if there is a tiebreaker scenario on the table, Vitality's going to be kicking themselves like, man, I wish we won that game week one. I mean, Vitality and Mad Lions don't play each other again until the second to last day of the spring split. So when that time eventually arrives... The entire landscape of the league has probably changed up and down by then. But still, if those two teams are fighting it out for a title, which they probably will be, they're both very good teams, who knows? 
the implications of this week one loss. You never want to put yourself behind the eight ball early mm-hmm. because yeah. losses, no matter when they occur in the season, count yes. the exact same across the board. I know it's an old sports cliche, but like, let me have that one. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> that's, that's we, were, we, were, we were running the idioms into the ground earlier, yeah. so, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. I, mean, I, I agree. And that's I'm glad you brought up the head to head thing because, especially how it's been like pretty much every split in the LEC where. We've had like some nutso scenario going into the last day. Mm-hmm. It's been an absolute yes. log jam. So yeah, the wins mm-hmm. all count the same. The head to head is, is a little hosed, as you as you said, Mike. Um, looking forward at the at next week, uh, we highlighted the uh, yes. I mean, they they play BDS and G two. Right? Do you think you? I mean, I I, I think they got to go minimum one one. I can see them losing <laughs> G two. Yeah. I think they lose uh, G two and BBDS. That's my prediction. Do you hit the panic button if Vitality starts O five? Because O five looks so much worse than O three. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. At that point. And the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your only saving grace might be that Astralis play Fnatic and Mad Lions next week. So so be O five. At as least well. you'll be tied at last. <laughs> no, you're not in tenth. You're in ninth. Hell yeah, uh, dude. I mean, it's not getting any better for them in the next week either, though, because they have Rogue. They have Rogue and, and SK is eh, okay. Like SK is okay, but like Rogue is good. You know, mm. they only really get a bit of a breather in week four when they face off against Misfits and Astralis. Do they though? Because Vitality and Astralis, as far as I'm concerned, are on even playing field right now. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Vitality should win that match, but like, like Vitality needs to go, like you said, like. They have to just go two two and zero oh here. Like you have to beat G two in order to like right the ship. Yeah, one and one is okay, but two mm-hmm. and zero oh is like your like obviously it's ideal. But it's just mm-hmm. like in order to really because even if you go one and one, it's like man. But is Vitality just like in the middle? Whereas everyone in the beginning said they're challenge like they're a challenger right at the top. Blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. They had all these commercials about like, watch us. Oh <laughs> yeah, all three. I watched you. Like it's. <laughs> You know, like, you got to go 2-0. You got to go 2-0, and then maybe people are going to be like, oh, SK and Rogue? Okay, yeah, then they can do it, but mm. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, man. I feel like Vitality just has to focus on making playoffs above all else. Obviously, a top seed Obviously, is yeah. nice, but, like, if you get these five guys in a best-of-five scenario, they've been there. They've been around the block. I'm going to bet mm-hmm. my life on Vitality in a best-of-five just because of the experience and the names involved. It's such a different ballgame. They still go to the finals, you think? They should. Damn, they should. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be stunned mm-hmm. at this point from what I saw this weekend if Fnatic and Matt are right there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt looks real good again. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just it's funny. We get surprised by Matt's ability to develop young talent. They just like they just didn't develop yeah. one of the best young rosters in the world. When that, when that developed talent is like actually developed and they're good. We're like, oh my god, yeah. oh, why are they beating Vitality? Whoa. But in reality, let's not sleep on El Yoya and Writing Arma. was on the walls. Like, yeah, this, this yeah. Mad Lions team is still good, despite the fact that they replaced two of their best players. Yeah. And G2 too. I think that, uh, you know, yeah, uh, not... Flackett and uh, Tagamas look pretty good. Who are we kidding? Like, Yankos and Caps are still the best mid-jungle. I mean, I meant more so the bottom lane. Like, the bottom lane, like, actually was like, oh, that's oh, yeah, like it's, in it's the a, 2v2. It's big, but like in, in yeah. the grand scheme of things, the sum of your parts... It's huge when we have names You, you still have like BB that. and, and Cavs. And, it's and wild. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the fact that we're sleep, G- still sleeping on G2 is crazy. Yeah. If not for last year, I think G2 might be the team that gets uh, the Dom Juan comparison. 
you have this just god tier insano topside and a bot lane that gets the job done. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that. In terms of that, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, connection. Maybe not comparison. Yeah, connection. Yeah, the connection. The, the better yes. word, because yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've been a broken blade truther for for a while. Kids Since good. TSM or what? I'd say towards the end of TSM when I kind of figured okay, out, I'm, okay. I'm like, damn, like you know, in 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 the meta, in a meta that was pretty dang boring by the end of 2020, he was the one busting out these you know insano picks. And look, I I think the less quirky we see, the better. But the fact mm. that he took that up there and just said, yeah, just just watch, just watch, don't worry about it, and then just like ended the game with an unofficial quadra kill. And I will. Mm-hmm. And I will. Right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, shout out Broken Blade. Um, All right, wrapping it up here. A lot of good rookie debuts across both leagues. Uh, Mm -hmm. But want to do this? Want to do this? this Start bench cut. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. This little segment. So we had a start bench cut, and it is. And and now, Tyler, I actually want you to explain the 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 rules rules? here in this hypothetical. You know, start bench cuts pretty self-explanatory. Give you three players. Uh, three mid laners, three LCS mid laners in this case, um, and you've got to decide what you want to do with them. So either start one, bench one, cut one, and it is Jojo Pion, Bjergsen, and Fudge. Because uh, I feel like my answer changes on a number of factors. Tyler, mm. what are what are my what are my restrictions? You're starting a, like so you're not a part of like the big, like you're 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 building a roster from scratch. What do you like? It's basically up to you on what you like. Um, prioritize here like so you're basically taking over like a 10th spot in the league or something and you have to make a roster and you're going to choose from these three that's I think that's the rules it's pretty simple what okay. do you think I've got uh, okay. I mean, I've, I've, got, wait, wait, wait. I've got my answer then um, okay go ahead I I start fudge I bench Jojo Pion I cut Bjergsen because if I am a bottom of the barrel team, we just talked about this. Bjergsen, God bless him. He's the greatest, you know, North. Well, well no, wait, wait. Time. But it doesn't mean bottom of the barrel. Like you're rebuilt. You're making a team. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I'm not gonna make like. I can put other players, you know, around, like I. Mm-hmm. I'm making moves that I want for that I want to still pay off in the future. There you go. Right, and that's and the I, answer. And, that I, and, I, and I would start yeah. Fudge because he has played at the highest level before. He has played two positions now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? The kid is clearly really, really smart, and he's not afraid. That's something I loved. Was you know, and that's what he proved at MSI to me. That was that was that moment where he got absolutely mauled in his first game, and you go, "Oh, here we go again." And then, and then, and then he was the best mid laner or best top laner, not, not named Xiaohu at that tournament. Mm. And then, yeah, I, I think you, I think you can build around him. You can grow around him. I keep Jojo Pyun at the ready. I have him scrim everybody. Um, and then once Jojo Pyun, I think is ready. I move Fudge back to the top lane. I put Jojo <laughs> in the mid lane because I yeah. benched him and I retained his rights. Um, <laughs> for, for all, because of all the money I saved by not signing Bjergsen. This is actually <laughs> so smart. What the hell? This guy is and thinking Bjerg- with portals. And Bjergsen, <laughs> great. Let him let him go somewhere else. I love the guy. This is not to disrespect Bjergsen, but if I'm a GM right now, uh, that's how I'm doing it. Okay. What about you, Mike? I If I'm building a team from scratch, all right, uh, I don't want to take any risks with my first player, my foundational player. Um, 
so I'd probably bench Jojo Pyun. As much as I love him, as much as I think he has a lot of potential, if he's the first player in the mix, I don't like him as much because, I mean, he's obviously supported by a lot of the players around him um, that make him better. So okay. if he's the first piece of the equation, I don't like him as much, so I'll probably bench him. Um, or cut him, here's cut a, him rather. Here's the big question. Yeah, between uh, Bjergsen and Fudge, I think... Uh, I think Bjerg gets the start. I think. There it is. And, and Fudge gets... I mean, this is your opinion. Yeah, it's really just like gut feeling. It's not even a matter of like me looking at stats. I don't even have any stats at the ready right now. But, like, if I did, I imagine uh-huh. I would still go with Bjergsen because if I want a proven commodity to start my team and build my team around, he's the most proven commodity you can possibly think of. So, yeah, Bjergsen's my guy. What about you? I'm thinking. Jojo Pion's definitely making it, whether he's bench or start. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And I believe... That Jojo Pyun learning under Bjergsen would cause, like, that would be incredible. The best mid laner and one of the, arguably the best player in North America in its, in its history. And then you have the best, highly, the best, most highly touted player in North America right now, like, in terms of prospects. I feel like it just makes sense. Now, I don't know. So, Fudge, I'm sorry. You're getting the cut. I think that I would actually... I would start Jojo Pym and have Bjergsen on the... Because you know why? He, he, he's uh, he's coached before. And if he's on the bench, he has experience kind of leading from behind the scenes. You know? Anything, just roll swap him in a support or something. If I really need a player. But I think that having Jojo Pym learn under Bjergsen would like Jojo Pian would immediately become like like his 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 trajectory is just to the roof. It already is on the to the roof, but if he had Bjergsen yeah, oh. would round out his game, I think. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Yeah. Kinda like uh yeah. not unlike Uzi and Doggo. Mmm. That's a good, really good comparison actually. That's not a bad comparison. Cause uh oh. I don't believe Uzi's played thus far this season, right? No, Billy Billy won last night. I didn't see what roster they ran. Mm. Uh, but yeah. You can cut this out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the dog pound all night. It was the dog mm-hmm. pound. <laughs> I'm so high on that kid. I, I want to see him at Worlds again. Isn't he also like 19? He's, I think he's like 18? 12, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's Doggo 19. Is. He, he yeah. just turned 19 this... Uh, Last week, dude. Six days ago. Yep. <laughs> just six days 19. ago, turned 19. Wild. Um, wild, wild, wild. My, wild West. my quick LPL shout-out. Uh, everyone, and I'm talking to my, my other two uh, LPL power rankers here, Blaine and Rigid. Y'all were sleeping on Oh My God. Um, it is the year of Cream. Right. Cream and oh, Fofo are my the next God. generation. All right. Uh, oh My God, three and one. Okay. They both ranked him second to last. Mm. I put him at uh, mm. either 10th or 11th. But I guess I, mm. I slowed down a little bit too. But mm. Everybody's taking naps. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, and CB Lowell starts this weekend. Let's go, that's, dude. Let's go. That's my corner. There, that's, that's his corner. There ah, it is. We're done. Um, all right. Any other thoughts <laughs> before, we, uh, before we sign off? Can we I think I'm good. Pretty tight. 
all things considered. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. No, I still can't think of what I wanted to talk about. I had a, I had a big thought prepped before the podcast, and then it just <laughs> evaded me. Was it something to do with walk-up music? Yeah, walk-up music. No, we had that conversation for sure. Oh, during the pod. Maybe. What? Did we? Not during the pod. We no, we did not have it during the well, pod. Well, no, we you'll did. never know what that was yeah, about, well, listeners. Nah, you're right. You know, you know. <laughs> next week on the Critical <laughs> We did have it. <laughs> we could, yo, it would be very funny if, like, we didn't come to work next week and instead we just cut the first 18 minutes of this show and just released that. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> you, that, those, those 18 minutes will never see the light of day. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Uh, yep. Thank you all for being here. Hit us up on Twitter at CritStrikePod. Uh, and check out the Twitter for uh, something we did for, well, we. Uh, we all voted on it, but Tyler cooked up uh, these like FIFA-inspired Team of the Week graphics. Uh, yes. Hit those up. They are Dot extremely e fresh. Um, I like. I showed them. I showed them to my girlfriend, my non-esports girlfriend. I explained the whole concept because I wanted her to look at the graphics. I thought they were so cool. Um, Man. And uh, yeah, and I, and I showed her how happy you got, Tyler, when they when they were well received. Uh, she, <laughs> she was like, "Man, like, like that's good. You're good for Tyler. Amen. Good for Tyler. Amen. He's so cool." Well, tell tell her, tell her, thank you. I appreciate I it. <laughs> um, for Tyler Scarra, for Michael Kelly, I've been Henry Kidamore. This has been the Critical Strike Podcast. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Pocket Cast, and SoundCloud. We're going to be just Google Play. Excuse me. Deezer. Deezer. Yeah, so, and, Deezer. And Deezer, baby. Uh, no, not Deezer. No, we got we to put, you know put Deezer on there for the little hanging fruit. If joke. there are any <laughs> Deezer stands or Last FM holdouts, um, Bro, please. I am a last FM holdout. You kidding me? You are no a last way. FM holdout. I am. I use, wow. I use last FM daily. Present tense. Yeah. Yes, I have last FM in the year of 2022. I have it hooked up to my Spotify, uh, so it tracks wow. every song I listen to. Wow. Yeah. It, uh, what's it called? I get to see my stats on there. So Spotify Wrapped can piss off because I have the fucking upper. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, I the, man. I got the down to the minute upper hand stats. Sheesh. Yeah, man. Last FM rules. And I think it's mm. ridiculously stupid how they call listening to music scrobbling. But other than that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it's a good app. <laughs> uh, scrobbling? Yeah, man. Scrobbling. Canceled. Yeah, I've, apparently I've scrobbled Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers 286 times this year. <laughs> Which is oh, I hate that so ridiculously much. stupid. That is the worst. Like, there's so many other brand ideas you could have gone for. Scrabble. Scrabble. Somebody actually brought that up in a meeting and they and went, that's the one. That's the one. For like years. And enough people said yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's enough to make me want to leave a company if I worked there. <laughs> yeah. The walk I can't with, I can't with a straight face be like, <laughs> what you scrabbling, Dan? Here we go. Henry, oh, man. Henry, get us out of here. <laughs> and with that, we will see you back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>